All right, Kev, how cool is this story? So one of the owners of Medcalf Partners Wealth Management said, uh, sent me an email and said someone came up to him and said that they heard about Medcalf Partners from State Your Line. They told him about it. They told him that they heard about it on the show. Thank you to whoever that was. But um, if you don't know, Medcalf Partners Wealth Management has been an awesome supporter of this show. They are a... Um, personal financial planner, and they are there for all your financial planning needs. They don't sell commissionable products. Uh, they just want to educate you. They want to get your financial literacy up. Kevin needs some work on that. He doesn't know what stocks are. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but they, um, they'll help you with your insurance needs. They'll help you with uh, tax planning. They'll help you review your insurance, roll over your 401k. They'll help you buy your first home plan on having a baby, expanding your family. Um, they just want to help you with all your financial needs, uh, financial needs and ensure that you are covered in all aspects of your life. Um, go out and visit them at medcalfpartners.com. Find Ethan Hutchison on LinkedIn, on Instagram. He will help you out. He's helping Kevin out. Again, that's medcalfpartners.com. A great supporter of the show, medcalfpartners.com. Welcome into State Your Line, a podcast for Kansas Cityans by Kansas Cityans. We are the Ritz Brothers. Today is September 9th? <laughs> September no, 8th. No way. September 8th. <laughs> we got to start recording on Mondays again. Today's September 8th. And uh, if you listened to the podcast last week, a lot of dad advice. Danny, you're now a dad. How much advice was helpful? How much of it was like, thanks for nothing? Uh, I mean, I'm usually an 80-20 rule kind of guy. Yeah. So what are you going? 80% helpful, 20%? Yeah, it was all helpful. You haven't used it yet? It was all helpful. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, we are the Ritz brothers. We are the Ritz, now dad and uncle. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, Keegan's advice about playing music and taking over the ox chord, that was really solid advice. Oh, um, nice. It was, uh, you know, made the... Uh, uh, environment a little more relaxing and just kind of like yeah, gave it I'd a great vibe. With. Listen to uh, some Jack Johnson live. He's oh, got a live yeah. album that's just like really good. <laughs> I mean, it's it's all his popular. As stuff. long as you didn't play, uh, what'd you play for me when I was hungover driving home from a wedding? Oh, it a was live uh, album. Of yeah, Wolfpack live Wolfpack. at Madison Square Garden. Danny's Danny's like I'm driving home from a wedding. I don't know how that was in my personal pine tar driving home from that wedding. You from, blasted from Wolfpack. Jazz, funk, funk. No, funk. it's just funk. Yeah, you're like, let's get funky. Yeah, I'm like, I just puked into this McDonald's bag, but yeah, sure, whatever. Dude, funky. <laughs> that was the perfect remedy. I can't tell you how much everyone in the car hated that. And if you hadn't volunteered to drive, then I would have complained. Hey, but you it, drove. That's the rule of hungover driving. Driver gets to pick any any driving really. Yeah, Driver gets to pick the music. Absolutely brutal. But that advice from Keegan was solid. Um. I took Colleen's advice, even though she said I wasn't going to. I stayed north. I stayed north during yeah. the delivery. Okay. Um, and uh, Colleen was like, you're not going to be able to. But I did. I stayed true. And, um, and yeah, I mean, as far as Sam goes, um, I'm going to do my best to, to not turn uh, this little kid into a an asshole. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, just... We are, we are, what Sam said is like, everyone's full of shit. Anyone that tells you they know what they're doing is also full of shit. 
and people are just, just making anything it up. in life really yeah yeah i mean <laughs> really that is true um but just making it up as you go that is completely true so it's reassuring to know that uh, everyone else feels that way but um but yeah i mostly can't wait to uh watch the chiefs game next week with yes. little james yes he gets to experience his uh first chiefs game we're it's game week I know. It's fucking game week, baby! It's game week! I know. I'm so giddy, and I'm just so excited. And it's just, like, it's football's back. And there was a real period of time when I, I really didn't think this was going to happen. And I was just mm-hmm. having those thoughts of, you know, not that Mahomes isn't going to play, like, 17 more really good seasons, but wasting a season of Mahomes in his prime is a crime against humanity. And this season, um, I think it's going to be really interesting because uh, I honestly, I don't know what to expect uh, because of how coronavirus has been so weird. Uh, it's just, I don't know what to expect because of the uh, the the nature of the country right here's, now. Here's what I'm... Oh, well, I'm just talking football-wise. Same, Here's same. What, but yeah. like my, whole, my whole point of view is just expect the unexpected. So I'm oh, just like, yeah, I have no because clue. in the world right now, yeah. it's expect the unexpected. Yeah, but my my what, what I think is going to happen is the Chiefs are so fortunate to really— I mean, you have a Super Bowl-winning team, and mm-hmm. you bring back your whole coaching staff, essentially. Correct. That's insane yes. with how many head coaching jobs become available every year. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that there were no preseason games— and we bring back our whole entire staff, basically the same team as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, advantage us. And and Bill O'Brien's dumb face, that big old oh butt chin, God. he's going to look so dumb on Thursday. And, yeah. I, and I think the Chiefs are going to be calm, cool, and collected because, I mean, they have that advantage. Yeah, I think I – think, um... I think the Texans are going to be bad this year. I don't I don't think they're going to be very good. And um, so I, I think we're going to roll. I, I didn't realize when looking at the stats, the Texans don't do anything good. They don't do anything great. I mean, they, they finish in the in the bottom half of offensive efficient, efficiency. Mm-hmm. They're not great at defense if J.J. Watt's not playing. And their head coach is a for real like an, a real life dumb person. Like he's not just like a, a, a bad coach. Like he's a, not a smart person. And uh, so I think the Texans are, are, aren't going to be very good. So I'm honestly not very worried about this week's game because of the reasons you mentioned. I mean, coaching staff being back, the defense um, having a full year under Spagnola. Spagnolo? I always fuck I don't that know. up. Yeah. I honestly, I don't know. Okay. Spagnola. Spagnola. Uh, Spagnolo? So I like Spagnola. Okay, I'll say Spagnola. Um, having a full year year under him, it's just that's a huge difference maker, and um, yeah, we we have every advantage in the book. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not gonna uh, I'm gonna give the Texans more credit than you are. I mean, they beat us in the regular season. They had us down 24 nothing with Matt Moore. No, with Pat Mahomes. Oh uh, yeah, and so that was I, my fault. I moved. I moved. Seat, yeah, seat you watched. The, didn't you watch yeah. the game in the in the suite with, yeah, John, with John Sherman? Sherman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but well, thanks I'll give for bringing more. that up, Kevin, because I definitely wasn't going to bring that up and name drop it. Because uh, I, I think I'll give him more credit. They're a team that beat us in the regular season and a team that had us down 24 nothing in the playoffs. So they're, they're uh, Deshaun they Watson. a negative seven-point differential over the entire season. Okay. They finished negative point differential. We'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm not ready to, to, to just count this as a win yet. I think it's going to be a tough game. Talking more about uh, the season – 
in general, because uh, we get to dive into that too. Give me who who's your MVP not named Patrick Mahomes on the team? What's your prediction for that? MVP. MVP. I think it's like um I think it's Frank Clark. I think Frank Clark's gonna have a huge season. Yeah. Um he was not pretty healthy. much injured all of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh and he's back and uh just knowing how um how much he feeds off of people doubting him mm-hmm. and people not give, paying him respect. Like he didn't get a ton this off season and no one's really talking about him. So I feel like he's going to thrive off that. So I could see Frank Clark having like a, a Justin Houston circa 2016 type of season where he's in double digit sacks and, and just a, a force in the backfield. All yeah. Year. Yeah. I'm going with uh, our, our rookie uh, Clyde Edwards, Alaire. Uh, I mean, Pipe I, train. I, uh, yeah, again, I, I've talked about this before. Just, if you're craving football this Saturday and you got nothing to do, just rewatch that Alabama LSU game. If you're a Chiefs fan and you will fall in love with this guy uh, and you will be like, Oh my God, he's going to be so good in this office offense. So uh, that's who I'm pumped for. I'm thinking like Kareem rookie type numbers mm. that he's going to put up. Uh, so I'm really excited for that. Uh, who's a breakout player, a guy, maybe you're looking at, I mean, we were both reading the 53 man roster yeah. and, and who's kind of catching your eye? Like Ooh. I'm going with someone I hate. Oh no! But I, know I have who it's faith. Be. Ben yeah. Neiman. Uh-huh. Listen to this scout. Well, okay, without reading this guy, I know you already read the scouting <laughs> report. But listen to the scouting report of Ben Neiman you, and tell you are a known Ben Neiman. Tell hater. me, tell me if something sounds familiar with this scouting report. Oh. I know He's a very intelligent player. I've got a de- de- great deal of respect for Ben. He knows everything we put in. He's a great communicator. Uh, some people... Um, wait, hold on. I think Ben moves around a lot better than people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. Deceptive athleticism. Yes, yes. Intelligent player. Finishes tackles. Breaks the Fundamentals. Huddle. Fundamentals. Ben Neiman. Yes. Um, and I honestly think because we are... Um, lacking cornerback depth we're going to be a, playing in a lot of like nickel and dime situations and mm-hmm. i think ben neiman's going to get a lot of playing time because spagnola loves versatile players like guys who can play like that's why he likes dan Sorensen. that's why he likes mm-hmm. tyron matthew and ben neiman like guys who can play multiple positions and uh as much as i hate ben neiman I think he's going to play a lot, and I think he's going to make some plays in Spagnola's defense this year. So um, that, and I think Legereus Sneed is going to be uh, a stud. All all reports out of camp have him um, making some plays, especially with uh, Breland uh, suspended for the first four games. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm going to go defense too, and that's uh, the only fun thing to talk about because the offense is the same. Yeah, I know. There's, and like the offense is Nicole the exact Hardman's same. an easy breakout player yeah. pick. Uh, just because of how insanely efficient he is when he touches the ball, mm-hmm. um, and but I'm gonna go with Juan Thornhill. Yeah, and I know he he got a lot of hype in Kansas City. I don't think people across the country know how good he is mm-hmm. at playing that deep center field mm-hmm. for the Chiefs, and with you know especially the lack of depth that corner. Uh, Matthew's going to be playing in the box a lot. a lot. It's going to be his his field, Juan yeah. Thornhill. And I think he's got a lot to prove yeah. in, in this second year and a big step forward. I think we're going to see a lot of like three and four safeties on the field at a time. Like I could see Juan, Juan Dan, and Tyran on the field and, together. And Armani Watts. <laughs> yeah, I could see him I'm playing four safeties because putting Dan at linebacker and, yeah. and Matthew at uh, 
at slot corner. You and see then, Dan's hair? He like grew it out and what? bleached it blonde. What? Yeah, no. <laughs> dude. I did not it's see. Cool. It. Oh man, it's wild. So it's um, wild. Your your boy Jody Fortson. Yeah. Jody Foster, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> might be Silence of the. Uh, not making squad. a roster spot. He he might get protected. He's probably going to get protected on the practice squad. And then your other boy. I don't know if he's your boy, but I think he's your boy. Breland speaks. Yeah, he's my boy. Thoughts. Yeah, he's my boy. He he hasn't getting been getting reps in practice or mm-hmm. not. I mean, not many with the, the ones and twos. But he no, he looks good. Like you're saying, he's huge in a good way. I hope. Yeah, I guess. Like, have you seen like the... where he wants to be? Yes, and he looks good. He doesn't look chubby like he did last year. Okay. Um, again, he was uh, a second round pick for us. I know a lot of talent. I know. Yeah. Anytime you just say their draft class, immediately they get better in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, second round so, draft pick. He was our first pick that year. Yeah, he was our first pick that year. So he's back at his natural position. He has yet to play an NFL snap at his natural. Position hand in the I think K Pass could end. have a good season too. K Pass could have a really good year. I used to that guy's a freak. Yeah. Um, but football's here. I'm God, so excited. It feels good to talk about it. I'm so, so excited. And um, dude, next episode, we're going to be breaking down the fucking Chiefs. We're damn it. Breaking down That's a game. That's so awesome. Yes. All right. Um, feels good. Ring ceremony times two. Yeah. Chiefs got their rings. Brittany Lynn. Brittany Lynn, our queen, she got her ring. Couldn't get a repost from her. Did you see her? I mean, again, she had the Morse code dots at the top. She reposted everything. And I even said, congrats to our queen. Like, I called her a queen, reposted the picture and everything. We're just getting desperate. Like, I've put out so many feelers. I know someone who knows the person who watches their dog. I was at a wedding. The bride was getting her hair done by the girl who does her hair. I mean, uh, how how close are I, you? You're I basically know. moving in with I her. know. And I, I can't even get a repost. Damn I it. know she knows about us. She <laughs> has to. I've, I've told everyone to put it in their, her ear. But I think this is a good thing. I think I this is a it. good thing for the Chiefs. It's a good thing for winning football games. It's a good thing for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, all the haters out there, of which there are many, Shut you're it. a loser. Shut you're a up. loser. Why are you a hater? Just yeah, shut up. You're a loser. Just you're shut up. a loser who you're you'll never be as cool as Patrick and Brittany. Mm-hmm. Your relationship will never be as good as theirs. So wholesome. Uh just couple high school sweethearts from Texas just mm. making it in the big city of Kansas City. What's wrong with that? It's it's a beautiful story mm-hmm. and you should root for stories like this. You should absolutely root for stories like this. So if you're rooting against it, uh, what do you what do you want? You're then? rooting against love. Yeah, and you're rooting against the Chiefs. Yeah, exactly. It's beautiful. You know, Patrick. He's he's got the Super Bowl ring. He's got the engagement ring. That was a rock. Um, sheesh. Every every guy in Kansas was City was Jerry like, Jocelyn from from Jocelyn's Jewelry. <laughs> Now Jocelyn's. I've been working on a Jerry Jocelyn. I don't think Jerry has seen a a diamond like that at old Jocelyn. Jerry Jocelyn, like they were like, "Hey, Jerry, we're recording another commercial tonight. All right, I'll get blitzed off of gin and tonics. (laughs) Come and record a commercial for you. Yeah, uh, yeah. that will play on eight ten sports radio six seven times an hour. Yeah, Uh, but uh, it was a rock. It was a rock. Every guy in Kansas City was like. Uh, well, I mean, that's almost like a good thing. Like it's yeah. not even like 
tangible. You know yeah. what I mean? It'd be like it's so. I mean, it's like trying to throw a football like Mahomes. Like yeah, you're Mahomes just like, I, throws I, a football know. and is so much better than you as a human being. Mm-hmm. As as the Rock, you will buy your girlfriend. You whoever's listening to this, the Rock you're gonna buy your girlfriend is as bad as you are of a human being compared to Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's all relative. Yeah. It's uh it's beautiful and we're we're so happy for uh Patrick and Brittany. What a couple. <laughs> I I'm just so thrilled. I mean their florist, and, uh Dan Miners, he was the florist at my wedding. Whoa. Where's the And he did the, the he did the arrangement? Yeah. At the engagement? Mm-hmm. Also, you know what is fucking back? Getting engaged at stadiums. Patrick Mahomes just made it cool again. Good point. Like every guy who's ever wanted to propose on a jumbotron, do it. You've got because if your girlfriend gets mad, be like, "Oh, well, Patrick Mahomes did it." Yeah. And oh, did you see how that went? Well, why can't I do it if Patrick Mahomes does it? Yeah. Instead of like flowers laid out in the suite, it's just gonna be like (laughs) uh, in the aisle, aluminum tall boys in the aisle of your of your seats. Peanut shells, kneeling and, on peanut shells, and and like half-eaten uh, pretzels because it got too cold, and then you're gonna take a knee and, some and nacho knock over cheese. a dip spit bottle as you take a knee, and you'll knee in that, <laughs> and like knock over your third beer of the day. It's like, god damn it, I knocked over another <laughs> beer, thirty dollars, light on fire. But now you can get engaged at a stadium again because Patrick Mahomes did it, so you can do it. Do it. Uh, beautiful love is beautiful. All love right. Is back. Love is so back. All right. Um, uh, it felt so good to just talk about the Chiefs. I'm not even going to talk about the Royals today because that makes me sad, and I'm really happy. Are you good with that? Good with that. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's jump into a little openings and closings uh, this week. Uh, opening. Ooh, Clay and Fire. Sweet name. Talk to me. Talk Clay to me, and Goose. Fire is um, is going to be opening in stages over the next like kind of month and a half. Uh, in the west side, so it's in the this old house um, that's converted to a restaurant where Novel was. Did you ever go to Novel when it was in the west side? No. Okay. It's moved, right? Novel new moved to a building in the crossroads. Is that the Supper Club? No, no. that's Corvino. Ah, uh, get those confused. But it's a fancy restaurant. It's like okay. on par with that with Corvino. Um, but Clay and Fire is going to be a Turkish restaurant that's moving into that space uh, on the west side on like 17th and Summit in an old house. Oh, cool. It's really, really cool because it is it, like you're walking up the stairs and they're just like stairs of an old house and like the bathroom is just kinda like... Kind of got that Garozo's. That Garozo's kind of has that feel a little bit when you're in... Once you're inside. Bit. Yeah, a little bit. You kind of feel yeah. like you're in someone's house. Because the old wood and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, so opening and stages, um, starting with uh, breakfast and coffee, which... I don't know what Turkish coffee is, but I know it's different. And if you just like YouTube Turkish coffee, you'll find some like really cool videos. And it's made very weird. So just like YouTube Turkish coffee. I know it's Ooh. different, but I don't know how. And then um, September, they're going to start out with uh, like carry out lunches. Oh, and then rotisserie lamb, mm-hmm. goat and chicken. Mm-hmm. You ever had a donor kebab? Definitely not. Because that is a Turkish like sandwich mm-hmm. that I had when I was overseas. And man, I I freaking love it. When at a Turkish restaurant, when they get those meats rotating on that big, yeah. big triangle of meats, I don't even care what it is. Yeah. It is so delicious. You put that on a sandwich. Um, 
at least when I was over there, we called it a donor kebab. And you know, was, you know that I, I just ate it every night at 1 a.m. You know that tacos oh. El Pastor, you know how they're cooked on a rotisserie yeah. thing? It's be- from Iranian immigrants who moved to Mexico at one point. There was like a big migration of Iranian oh, immigrants what? who moved to Sweet. Mexico. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully, so Clay and Fire will hopefully God, open I for dinner. That. In mid September, dinner in mid September. Okay, man, I want I want the meats. I want the meats. <laughs> Give me some meat sweats. <laughs> I want the meat sweats. Some lamb meat sweats. Um, how about uh, the Nelson Atkins going to be reopening its doors? Uh, not this weekend, but the weekend after September twelfth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Saturday, going to be opening back up. Yeah, uh, they've been closed since like early early March. Yeah, so they were like one Just of the first things to close. Only only penguins allowed. During the oh, pandemic, yeah. That's that went it. kind of viral. Yeah, um, but it's pandemic. still free, so the museum's still free. But you still have to like order a ticket so that they can space you out, mm-hmm. and you have to have like a window of time to go. So uh, Nelson is back opening the twelfth. Okay, I'm excited it's back open, so I will never go to it still. Mm-hmm. But just it's go open. lay in the lawn, drug uh, lawn, drug lawn, make it happen, make it happen. Let's make the drug lawn happen. I'm so, well when I go to San Francisco, I'll do my research. Not in the way you're thinking, but well, in the way of going to the park and seeing how it actually works. To try to talk to someone, maybe who, maybe an organizer there, to see yeah. how it got started. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, how did uh, you start this drug law in here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go pick the person who looks like they started a drug law. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, hey, you, bud. Buddy. Uh, all right. Uh, closings uh, this week. Uh, you have Cerner. Because they're yeah. for sure, you think they're for sure going to get bought by Amazon? Yeah, closing is Cerner this week. Um, they are definitely getting bought by Amazon. <laughs> you heard it here first. There's a lot of, uh, I need to call like, uh, who's the Kramer guy? Kramer guy. You know, the hard money. Ugh. Oh, j- Jim. Oh, Jim. Jim it is Jim Kramer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, listener of the show, Jim Kramer. Um, just know Cerner is definitely getting bought by Amazon at some point. And, um, the reason I said that this week is because they are partnering with Amazon on their wearable fitness band called the Halo Band, and Cerner's partnering because it's going to send information directly to doctors. Now, my question, why the fuck would your doctor need any information from your wrist, fitness wrist wearable? Um, that's Mr. a good Cerner question. Employee. Yeah. I got to be Putting careful, you, you know, how I talk about this, obviously, cause you know, I could get in big trouble, but yeah, I would think like, uh, I, I was reading about the, the halo and I, it's going to measure more than just like how many steps you take and uh, how much you sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so body fat, um, like how much you're actually exercising and those things. So like if someone with a, a chronic illness, um, you know, maybe caused by obesity or, or something like that, uh, a doctor can now see if if their patients actually can exercise. What's so expensive to uh, hospitals is patients having to be readmitted for the mm-hmm. same problem. I understand that. Yeah. So Health insurance guy over here. Yeah, that's right. So maybe this and having all this data can help prevent that. That's my only guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's one of those ideas that looks and sounds great on paper. It's like, oh, getting information to your doctor. But like, yeah. anytime you go to the doctor, they're still going to take your vitals. They're still going to look at you. They're still going to weigh you. They're still going to measure your body fat. They're going to ask you how, how you're exercising. Yeah. 
like it's just going to be redundant. It seems like, and it's not going to be like yeah. But I mean, I, you, people lie to their doctors all the time. I only lie about I, how much I drink. How, is it going to measure that? Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. I heard it might even measure like your voice tone to see like how social you are, or like if you're sad or happy, or mm-hmm. so that that was kind of weird. That's kind of like, uh, don't listen. Getting to me. a little. Yeah, it's getting but a little. I'm, big I'm like, I'm very on the team of robots taking over my life. So I want robots to drive me to work every day. I'm fine with robots, you know, monitoring my health at 24 seven. So um, yeah, and I, I mean, who knows? Maybe Sterner will get bought by Amazon. Whatever happens, well, I you heard it here that... first. This is not <laughs> if we get if we get in trouble from the SEC, right? This is not insider yeah. trading. I just hope I still have a job and that the stocks do good. That's you know that's my only whatever stocks are. Yeah. Once I figure that out, once you figure out what exactly a stock is, uh-huh. how much like, you have of that, yes. And then... if those are doing good, then I'm cool with whatever. Yes. Um, all right, but I you know I I, I don't know. With, with wearable technology, having an iPhone just makes me want an i. What do you call it? Just an Apple an Watch. Apple Watch. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, and like, and I think I look really cool wearing an Apple. I Watch. know, and I I have a Fitbit which I like, and it does great for fitness tracking and all of that. But I want to be like I can't figure out how to get it to show my texts and stuff like that. So. I want an iWatch because I watch people Apple use Watch. it, an Apple Watch. And I'm like, okay, that's what I want. And then I don't want another thing on top of that. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't wear a Halo and an Apple Watch. No way. That would make no sense. But maybe in San Francisco you could pull that off. Yeah, one on each wrist. Yeah. To be like, hey, I'm just tracking everything over here. Yeah. Because uh, that would be super redundant. But, like, unless I was a professional athlete, like, I don't care that much about the whoop. Yeah, and all of that. It's Unless like, they decide, it's to like okay, the show. yeah. It's just like, tell me how many steps I'm taking. Tell me, you know, track my workout so that I can brag about it. Yeah, and uh, show my text. Well, the best part about the Apple Watch is like the sharing of the activity, and right. so you can like brag uh, about yeah, exactly. all the exercising you do. That's the only reason to exercise is so that you can brag about it. Yes, exactly. Um, all right, let's jump into a little what we try this week. I gotta let you go first on this one. What I try? What does it say? It says just hanging out with pee on my shirt. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I did try that this week. I tried it today actually. Uh-huh. Um, now that I have a newborn, I was just hanging out. It just like he peed on me, missed the diaper. Because um, you're changing your first. No, your... there's other reasons. There's gauze in there, the circumcision, all that stuff. It's it's yeah. just kind of it's. It's the diaper isn't doing its job properly because of the gauze and bandage because of the circumcision. Yeah. You get it, uh-huh. and um, and so he peed on me, and he was sleeping. I didn't want to wake him, so I just hung out with pee on my shirt for the rest of the day. <laughs> and then I got a phone call um, from mom. Like we, babies get baptized with water, dads to become dads get baptized with pee. Yeah. So you just were. Baptized and then mom and called, dad. and so I was talking to her for like a half an hour, and just. I spent like three hours with pee all over my shirt. So, hey, but it's at sterile. least he's peeing. Yeah. Wet diapers. Got to count them. Got to count them. Um, all right. Um, hey, oh, was the poop one a day? Was that true? Yeah. No, like, one, remember you said each day, like, yeah. day one, one poop, day two, mm-hmm. two poops. He's, he might be a little constipated right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, me too. Yeah. But, anyways. Um, all right. What I tried this week, uh, was the iron district. Mm. 
folks, I cannot rave enough about the Iron District. I am I am a b- big believer in this. Okay. It is one of Kansas City's top outdoor spaces. Folks. Like, this is a hidden gym if, if you don't live. I'm sure people north of the river love going here, but uh, if... Well, it just opened. Like, it opened during coronavirus. Or maybe a uh, little bit. It before. had been like last fall, I think. Oh, really? Uh, I believe so. Yes. Um, but I, I went there, and I, I mean, especially right now during COVID, trying to find good outdoor seating. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is perfect. Uh, it's got big picnic tables. It's got high top tables, smaller tables. So, so it's like it's like an outdoor food court kind of. It's like an outdoor parlor. Yes. Or like the the food truck court in Austin. Um, on rainy. Yeah, I have been to that. It is unbelievable. Like that. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Uh, but so basically, yeah, it is all of those things. There's um, Thai food. There's vegan food. What you burgers. eat? Burgers. Um, I went to a place called B Rads, um, and I is got it like, is it, what's a uh, 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 Malibu uh, Malibu's most wanted. Malibu's most wanted. <laughs> Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, B Rad. <laughs> B Rad. Uh, so I, I went to B Rads. Um, and I got the Chinese barbecue pork belly tacos. Yeah. Wow. I, I could not, uh, pass that up. They had, um, the tortillas from San Antonio's mm-hmm. is where they got their tortillas. Had some delicious pork belly with a Chinese barbecue sauce served with a little slaw, Ooh. queso fresco, mm. uh, and then some pineapple sweet corn rice salad. Yeah. <laughs> Phenomenal. That's a no-brainer. Um, so, but it was it was very hard to choose. But that's why it'd be a great spot to go with. You know, if you got six people that you want to go with and sit at the same table, picnic table outside, everyone can go get a different different food item. Lots of choice uh, and a full service bar too. Oh, yeah. So is the bar like booze. ran by? So is it like parlor? It's like where, a tiki hut. Okay. Bar. So is it like parlor where? Each individual like shipping container or whatever or food truck yep. has its own operators. It has then, its own operators. And then the bar is like kind of centrally operated. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah, it is very cool. Lots of shade right now, but on a nice day, it'd be beautiful. Um, but I, I just couldn't get over it. I was like, this is sweet. It'd be an awesome place to go and just kind of walk around. And yeah, it All is right. outdoors, so right. I, I rave about it. All right, um, so that's it for the front half of the sode. We've got uh, Matt uh, Matt Staub on with us uh, today uh, to talk about Danny's passion, streets and streets, traffic. transportation, yes. traffic. Um, yeah, Matt Staub is the chair of the Parking and Transportation Commission in Kansas City, and he is a member of the Streetcar Authority. So we talk uh, all things traffic in KC. Yeah. Do we have an ad? Not not right now. Oh, okay. We have, a, we have a front ad. Looks like we've got some availability for some sponsorships right now, folks. Yep. So if you're if you're wanting to advertise your business, hit me up. All right, today we are joined uh, by our guest Matt Staub. He is the chair of the Parking and Transportation Commission. He's also a member of the Streetcar Authority Board. Uh, that helps govern the streetcar authority. So, uh, Matt, thanks for joining us. We're really excited to talk about traffic. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to some episodes, but we get real into traffic. So we hope that's a, a big passion. Of that's yours. my favorite thing. So glad. Look at the time. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, but I mean, I was uh, doing some research on you by Googling your name, um, and I came across that you're like from a small town in Nebraska. Like, how did you get so interested in like city infrastructure and everything coming from what I can only as- assume to be a, a just kind of a one stoplight town in Nebraska? Uh, you are generous. There are no stoplights. Uh, okay. It, All right. It's a great question. And it, I found out there's a lot of people like me that came to the city from small towns and fell in love with cities. And I think it's because a good urban neighborhood feels like a small town. It's walkable. You know your neighbors. You run into people. You have chance encounters. You can ride your bike. You can walk. You can take the bus <laughs> in the, you know, not so much in a small town. But I think there's analogs to sort of the romance of a small town in what kind of the urban village, like the River Market or Crossroads or an urban neighborhood like that. Wow. I've, I've never heard that comparison before but uh that does make a lot of sense so you said you spend a lot of time down in the river market is that kind of the feel you get almost Uh, have we reached that yet in kansas city where some of those pockets are are starting to feel like some small towns i think so the river market is becoming its own self-contained neighborhood some of it's a consequence of the fact that it's sort of been hemmed in by a century of bad choices with i-70 and uh highway elevated highway on one side uh, bridge on one side, river on one side, but we do kind of have that village feel. We can get everything we need within a few blocks. Uh, Crossroads is starting to get that vibe. Areas of Midtown are starting to get that vibe. And then we have started to build legitimate connections uh, between with transit and micro mobility, like e-bikes and scooters. So I think you really can start to live the dream, if you will. Yeah. And you mentioned I-70 already, and, and I that was one of my questions on here. Just just about the loop. Um, and we've talked about on this podcast, how much we dislike it. I I don't think you're a big fan of it, but can you talk to us about like why the, the loop around downtown can be such a a hindrance on, on making it, you know, more walkable and, and what problems does that loop create and, and what can be a solution to that? Yeah. In fact, I, I so motivated, by my disgust of that, that I've participated in a lot of studies <laughs> of, of ways we could get rid of it, which I think, you know, maybe in our lifetime, uh, at least the north side of the loop uh, could go. I mean, there's several factors, uh, you know, adjacency begets adjacency. Like when you have stuff around you, you want more stuff around you. And then there's more amenities and more people are around. And it kind of is this virtuous cycle. When you take a big bite out of that, like you do when you build a trench that's two blocks wide, it's just a huge barrier uh, the psychological distance from River Market to, you know, the Milwaukee Deli for me to walk over to get a beer is like 10x because I have to cross over that trench. Uh, and then you just, there's no destinations and there's no origins. Okay. Now remembering where we were. We were talking about uh, the North Loop. I was getting passionate. Was, yeah, oh, I yeah. loved it. So, so let's pick up there about the North, North Loop. Continue on. Okay. So when you have that kind of barrier, right, it's not only the psychological barrier between two neighborhoods uh, and on all sides, it's kind of disconnecting all of our adjacent downtown neighborhoods, which tend to be kind of the most desirable parts of cities. Uh, But it also is a place where there's nowhere to go and there's nowhere to come from, right? For two blocks, this giant trench. Uh, So it just kills vitality. Uh, It it separates neighborhoods. It's the most valuable land in our city and land is really the only thing a city has to offer. Uh, And we use it to shuttle trucks from california to new york city or wherever they're going right it's just it's not it's not the highest and best use for the citizens of kansas city yeah so my dream for that is 
like, and it's been talked about a little bit. I don't know how realistic it is, but my ideal situation for that whole, that whole area, cover the South Loop with a park. Like I've seen the drawings, I've seen the renderings. And then the North Loop put the downtown stadium where the North Loop is, downtown ballpark for baseball. That's my dream scenario. I think the ballpark would connect the river market to downtown. The park would connect downtown to uh, to the crossroads and create some dream or some green space. What is your dream scenario for those two areas? Both uh, you can do the North Loop and the South Loop, or just one of them. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm open to a lot of things that uh, whatever would be feasible, obviously, right? Cause, Wait, uh, so downtown ballpark's not feasible? No, I mean, I, you probably <laughs> have gotten some some mail about that uh, from the Kaufman devotees. Yeah. Uh, I mm-hmm. definitely am a big fan of downtown baseball, um, and I would love to put it there. Um, there's, you know, and with room to spare. Uh, the key thing, it's pre-excavated. You could put, you know, underground utilities everything there you could Mm -hmm. do a park you could do a park a ballpark and an office complex and you know and have you know trampolines or something left over (laughs) you could do whatever you want uh Mm. so i i kind of agree with your vision uh develop the north loop uh fill that hole in it's a massive trench like the the distance is much larger and the land that you can reclaim is much greater what we lost was much greater from that as well uh and then cover up the south loop and make that the connection um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that, so that's a winning combo there. Yep. Yeah. Well, if not the North, North loop, where's your, where's your dream location for the downtown ballpark? So the North loop's a good one. Downtown ballparks are kind of tricky because as much as you get the 80, whatever games, you guys are much sportsier than I am, but, uh, mm-hmm. whatever, how many nights that's active, it still is kind of a dead spot the rest of the time. So I guess the ability to program it, some parks do this pretty well with, uses along the ground floor so it's not dark when it's not a game night. So I guess it would depend on how we built it. Uh, but if not the North loop, um, I could see an East loop option. I love the idea of having a skyline view in the outfield. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, one of the best ballparks I've been to is target field. They, they drop that thing in in Minneapolis. Uh, I love that it's, uh, it's dense, it's transit accessible. You walk off the train and onto your seats uh, if you could integrate it that well uh, without compromising the baseball experience, I, something like that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And and not not sure when the the downtown loop was built, but if we're talking about history, uh, you tweeted the other day about Kansas City's population and how the city of Kansas City, Missouri, it's the same population uh, today as it was in the 1960s, but. Um, 400% more land area and infrastructure to, to cover. So population stayed the same. Infrastructure and land area has increased by 400%. Uh, there's probably more to that than 240 characters can uh, capture. So can you uh, expand on that and explain that a little bit more to me? And, and, and also why that's a problem for Kansas City, Missouri right now? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, at the time it was smart the the way that cities were growing it was post war world war 2 government was giving away cheap loans for housing uh with the caveat that a you couldn't be in a quote unquote bad neighborhood which was a way that a lot of families mostly black families couldn't get financing yep. and mm-hmm. that it was in the suburbs so it was new construction on the fringes 
uh, a uniquely American experiment of real estate development, really. Um, and so the city is like, well, this is where the game is. This is where all the money is. This is where the growth is. We're going to go and annex up every cornfield we can find, every blank field. And that's what they did in the mid-60s. So that's how we became a city of 319 square miles uh, that we are today. The problem is that the same population we have is also our tax base. So in, if you think about the number of roads and sewer pipes and water mains and snow plows that you need to cover that, and you're paying for it with the same amount of resources, uh, you're screwed. Uh, and then basically, so the first round you're fine. It's kind of a Ponzi scheme because the first round you're fine. You, you build the roads with the development and then you're like sweet we just keep growing we keep building more suburbs we get more roads more retail whatever and sooner or later metro north mall is empty and that road needs to be rebuilt and that sewer line is cracked and now you're going in back and now you're, you're replacing suburban blight and your urban core has been emptied out and you're mm -hmm. upside down mm -hmm. and we just keep doubling down on this uh so it's when i say it's not sustainable not only is it you know never we're never going to be able to cover this area with good transit you're never going to be able to walk from one end of this town to the other uh but you're also you can't afford to pay for it uh mm -hmm. because we're just we're not ever going to have enough revenue unless we just keep doing this kicking this can down the road and so the difference between a kansas city missouri and say an overland park kansas is their population has not stayed the same since the 1960s and their annexation of land to, to grab up those that, that those suburbs or potential future suburbs has been done, uh, I, I guess, more within with in line of the growth of their population. Yeah, and it hasn't caught up with them as much yet, right? We we have this inner city we abandoned, and they didn't have as much of one. They were basically just the country with a small little downtown. They mm. are continuing to expand like that, but they're starting to see a lot of city issues in Northeast Johnson County. A lot of poverty, a lot of infrastructure that's aging, uh, they're, they're going to run into the same buzzsaw of reality of this Ponzi scheme come and do. They're just mm -hmm. a little bit behind us. And is there any solution? I mean, we can't go back in time and change the policies or, or the plan that, that we did or what we did back then. What, what are some actions we can take now? And what are some actions you are advocating for that you think could help bring this back to a more sustainable, uh, you know, city. Sure. I mean, the biggest thing would just be stop doubling down on it. We're building in Shoal Creek and Twin Creeks up North, big old open fields, uh, new subdivisions. Uh, it's probably because developers are really eager to do that. And they, you know, they're, they're good employers, good supporters of pol political campaigns. So it takes a little courage to stop it. Um, but also let's fill back in the city we have it with you build infill housing. If you go on the east side and build back some houses, you're leveraging a road that already exists and you're connecting to a water main that already exists and you're plowing a road that already exists. And then let's just go ahead and like south of Longview Lake where like 12 people live and they don't want to be in Kansas City anyway. Let's just let yeah. them go yeah. uh, and like shrink on the edges. I don't want to get rid of any neighborhood. Uh, but I don't know why any Kansas city and cares about the next neighborhood that hasn't been built yet when, mm -hmm. instead of caring about their own. Yeah. I was, we were looking at that cause actually I had a bet. Um, I, I could have sworn, um, worlds of fun worlds of fun was in, you know, uh, not in Kansas city, Missouri. It was in one of the, you know, uh, suburbs. Um, but it actually is. And it was just like one of those examples of, wow, th this city kind of has sprawled out further than, 
uh, I thought it, it has, and like all the way up to Liberty and, and, and some of those in areas. Yeah, and that's actually pretty close compared to yeah, because because yeah. there is some like up in Liberty, brand new. I mean, basically in Liberty, and it's in Kansas City, Missouri, and I, I was shocked to hear that that was still KCMO. And we build these cathedrals of roads, like these separated median oh. roads, like that curve through cornfields. And oh, you can look yeah. at Google Maps; there's nothing there yet. We built that road five years ago in anticipation of development. That road is going to need resurfacing before we even make a penny off of it. It's just yeah. absurd. Yeah. So speaking of things closer to uh, like the uh, city and the city center, uh, the Buck O'Neill Bridge, what, what's the update? What's the latest with that? Is that getting rebuilt or is there, uh, are, are they going to build a way so that I don't have, if I'm on I-35, I don't have to get off on Broadway to then get to a stoplight and then go up to 169 and over the Buck O'Neill Bridge? Yes, that is something that even even those of us that aren't known for being car advocates first really pushed for because we don't love all those people coming through our neighborhood anyway. Uh, so that plan was more expensive, but it's something that advocates really pushed for. So that is in the plan for the new Buck O'Neill Bridge. By the way, the city is paying for a lot of that, even though it's a state-owned bridge because the state's broke as well because we have too many highways. See also the previous conversation. So uh, it's... It's kind of a ever, ever, everlasting saga. But yeah, they, we, there will be a direct connection from either, from the West Loop onto uh-huh. the Buck O'Neill Bridge. And will the Buck O'Neill Bridge get uh, like a complete redo, or uh, or what's the, kind of the plan for that? The, I love a good bridge building. Like I get excited about bridge drawings because because bridge drawings can be like really fun and creative. Uh, and a, a good bridge demolition, I'm always here for that too. Do you like it? Do you like the drop it, like dem- uh, bomb it and drop it in the river and then barge it off a variety? Or do you prefer like the dismantling back from the shore variety? Mm, like uh, blow it up. Yeah. Yeah, they I want a good to, I building want to blow it demo. Up. Yeah. They did good. that in Fairfax. They just blew it up. Yeah. So uh, there, this will be a boring bridge. Uh, I'm very romantic <laughs> about old bridges as well, like the truss bridges where you feel like you might fall off and die as a kid right there's not mm-hmm. many of those left the fairfax bridge that they d- they blew up was like that um this will be a deck and girder bridge like the heart of america bridge a very probably boring bridge part of that is um the downtown airport it's going to be closer to the airport so there can't be a lot of stuff in the air um and that's just the most affordable bridge they can build so when they built the bond bridge they kind of added tchotchkes on it to make it prettier yeah, uh, I like because, it because the public wanted it. Um, the the and it'll be a brand new structure. So the the conversation I don't know if it's dead yet, but it, it may not be practical. Is can we keep the old Broadway Bridge and as a recreational amenity, a bike ped bridge, something like that? Um, I don't know if that's feasible or not because it there's a lot of jurisdictions involved, crossing railroad tracks, uh, navigable riverways, all that stuff. Um, but we'll see. This deck girder bridge is boring as hell. I'm looking at it right now. We gotta, we gotta do something about this. Just put How some, they, just put yeah. some lights up there, just like the the Bond Bridge. Just make it look fancy. Yeah, my fear is, you know, there's a committee that is in charge of like the art installations and how do we make it honor Buck and his legacy. And my yeah. fear is that like this committee is gonna be like, we're gonna put baseballs on it or something like. Let's do something cool, right? Uh, like and if at, it's not the architecture of the bridge, who knows? 
Yeah, like at uh, 71 up north by the airport where they just put like, it's a pretty boring bridge, but they just put a couple of like lights on it up there. It spices it up. Don't some of those retired bridges in other cities, haven't they turned those into green spaces too? Isn't that a thing? That would be sweet with the Broadway Bridge. Yeah, it's they're looking at doing something like that in the West Bottoms with uh, with an old railroad bridge by what was Kemper Arena and Hy-Vee Arena. Um, oh, yeah. That's actually like a retail food hall kind of outdoor entertainment space concept. We could do a lot of things with it. The problem is that, you know, that there's a reason that there's the old joke, I have a bridge to sell you, right? Like they're, mm-hmm. they're expensive <laughs> to maintain. They're complicated. Um, yes. But... I would love to see us do something. It's a beautiful bridge. I can see it out my window. I love it. Um, it's, I think it's iconic for our city. And when we lose it, it's one less thing. You know, every like sports hype video has like the skyline through the, mm-hmm. the truss of the Broadway bridge as you're coming across the river. And yeah. I don't know what we're going to put in our hype videos if we don't have it. Yeah, I know. Um, all right. So I think Danny is going to get into some of some of his grand ideas here in a little bit. But I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you like, but Jeannie showed up and said, you know, Matt, I can grant you three wishes to improve Kansas City's infrastructure. Like, like, what, what are you going for? What do you think you're telling the genie? Oh, man. Uh, wow. I mean, is it, I just tell me if this breaks the rules. But I, I mean, there's no rules. I just made it up. I so would tell I the, say just get creative. I would tell the genie to just put everything back to the way it was in <laughs> 1955. Um mm-hmm. And I, you know, we could keep our pre highways coming through. Basically, yeah, pre-war, post-war was mm-hmm. when we messed up all our cities. Um, so, take out the interstate urban renewal, which was a very um, short-sighted idea that we would tear down anything that was quote-unquote blighted, which had a very racist tinge to it too. So, if it was like a lower-income neighborhood, we just tear it out and replace it. So, we lost Twelfth and Vine, which was the original intersection of the song. Uh, to that, we cleared it all out. Uh, for public housing, we tore down a bunch of stuff around the interstate, which remains gone. Uh, so the legacy of buildings and the legacy of transit we had mid-century, the city was incredible. It was the Paris mm-hmm. of the Plains in that, you know, if you go back and look at old photos, you'll just cry yourself to sleep about what we had and what we lost. Um, that would solve so many of our problems because it would have been before we annexed all of the cornfields and it would be... Uh, would when we had a robust streetcar system and it would have been when our neighborhoods were walkable and you had corner retail, you had, uh, you know, truce was a vibrant corridor prospect was a vibrant corridor. Uh, we'd have to do something about the social structures back then. Maybe if we could right. fix some of that, that would be better. But, um, yeah, I think that there's would, a lot of people who would not like to go back to 1955 probably. Yeah. I'm very, very careful about We're just talking about building infrastructure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Infrastructure only. Sometimes you have to go back to go forward, you know? Yes. Back uh, to that not, we're not going to take everything back. God just correct. the buildings. Correct. Yeah. So um, that's like a, an all inclusive. That's three okay. wishes. That's maybe. a good wish. Yeah. That's a good wish. Uh, what, okay. So what about some updates on uh, the streetcar? Uh, I, I know we're expanding in both directions. The, the expansion South, um, to UMKC campus and the plaza and all that, I think is starting construction uh, in in a couple of years. What about up north? Will the streetcar ever go to the airport, do you think? I'm so glad you asked. Yes. This is another development uh, challenge in that we chose to put the airport where we did. 
the challenge isn't so much that it's far away, it's that there's nothing, relatively speaking, between here and there. So rail is expensive per mile, and it makes sense when you have a lot of people to serve along the way. But we would be running miles and miles through empty space, relatively speaking. Like if Wacomus was used to be an interurban that went right up there, um, and it ha it's got farms on it still within the yeah. city limits. So we just don't have the population to be like, Wacomas Central Station uh, that to serve anyone that would want to you know come and go from there. So it's not you only see that kind of transportation either as a, like a commuter rail linkage in other cities or in an area where there's neighborhoods in between. Um, so streetcar or a light rail solution to our airport is not something we're going to see for a very long time just because mm -hmm. it's just not practical. I think you could come up with other good solutions to connect it. And it's funny, that's what, you know, outsiders or people from the suburbs always say because they, like, went to Portland once and they took the train. It was super convenient. <laughs> or go to Denver uh, and take it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And the other thing is, I mean, to that point, it's not something you use every day. Like, I, I use a streetcar almost every day to move around downtown. You go to the airport, even if you're a business traveler, which who knows if that's a thing anymore, uh, you know, once or twice a month. Uh, there's just not a ridership demand because of the lack of people and the lack of frequency. Um, and then, and then what about, uh, what's the latest on the buses? Are those still, uh, free? Yeah. And the goal is to make them free. I mean, the city council basically said like they put a line in the sand and said, we're going to be free. That was kind of pre COVID and pre crazy, but COVID has extended the trial to make it free, just avoiding friction, avoiding the fare box, making it mm -hmm. easier to, to board using both doors. Um, I think that, you know, the transportation authority, Ride KC is taking a kind of bit by bit approach. They've made it free for veterans. They made it free for students. They're kind of chipping away at this and finding ways to backstop that revenue. Uh, but I, I think everybody's still committed to the vision to make it free uh, across the board. But it's free right now. So go write it. And then I, I have one more question about an update uh, before I start really complaining and, and griping <laughs> to you. So just this is a one last well, the Hyperloop. Is that is that is that going to happen? I would love a Hyperloop. Uh, I am a. You should have uh, you know folks from the Hyperloop effort. And, yeah, yeah. Um, you should talk to them because they are bullish, and I have a lot of respect for some of those folks. Um, I am not. I am a Hyperloop skeptic. Um, I sometimes know that we need to build a new and shiny thing to get excited and get uh, vision around something, but it's never carried a passenger. Um, maybe it has in their test loop in Vegas or something. I don't know. Um, so it's just, I'm very skeptical of vaporware. Like we could build a better train. We could do a lot of other things. I'm really willing and excited to be wrong about that though. Um, so it'd be sweet though to, to it go would to be, St. Louis in 45 minutes. And no question. And then we, there's no question we need, I mean, that's some, a route people fly, which is absurd. Uh, mm -hmm. So if we need a solution for that, but I think, also, too, uh, I, I, I agree with your skepticism. Like, I, I'm very much like, a, I'll believe it when I see it type of thing, especially with something that sounds this promising and this futuristic. But um, but I feel like America, we need e either more high-speed trains or the Hyperloop or something connecting cities rather than just airplanes because um, I think that could kind of change the way uh, cities develop and... Uh, I think it would be a beneficial thing. No, you're absolutely right. The more people we can bring to our city that don't bring a car with them, the fewer times we need to park them, the fewer times we need mm. to 
fill our roads with them. That's just pure gravy when it comes to revenue and activity in our city. Uh, and we're really bad at it right now. We have decent Amtrak service if you're, if you got time, but yeah, <laughs> otherwise there's mm-hmm. not much. Yeah, I have so ridden Amtrak once to Chicago. It was a long trip. I, I rode it all the way to San Diego once. That was a long trip. 36 hours. You win. Uh, I've never done that. Oh man. That was a long two, two nights sleep on that. That was brutal. Uh, but you seem like you're uh, a guy who just would hate to be stuck in traffic, judging by all. I, I'm getting like you know some hints of oh, then they wouldn't bring their cars and drive on our streets. Uh, are are you a road rage guy? Do you get upset when you're stuck stuck in traffic? Not because I'm stuck in traffic. I'm kind okay. of a um, because I acknowledge that when I'm stuck in traffic, I am part of the traffic. I am the congestion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I get more frustrated by um, the the lack of basic, basic like order and decency on the road. Um, the, the right turn on red thing, which is now just a rolling run over pedestrians in the crosswalk thing without looking, um, it's just rampant texting. I've like, I've ironically probably been more dangerous, furiously looking over at someone be- and like observing them, not watching the road yeah. because they're so in their phone and then I'm watching them more than I'm watching the road. Um, Giving them a stink eye. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, they're not going to notice me. So, and, but that kind of stuff makes me a little ragey. It, I get kind of walk ragey. I'm like, this, everything is out of control here. Like everyone's mm-hmm. just being discourteous to, you know, yeah. the different uses on the road. So here is, here is what I believe. The zipper method, it needs a rebranding, right? Like it, it needs to, because there's all these old guys and truckers and people who think they're smart uh, who will try to block you from doing the zipper method. So what I mean by that is if there's construction and it says lane closed in a mile, um, there are people there are people who will demand that you get over right then and mm-hmm. you just leave a mile of empty road. Obviously, anyone can see a mile of empty road a lane empty does not help anyone when it comes to traffic. Uh, but there are still people who believe that you should get over right when you say you're supposed to get over, even though the math suggests get over at the last minute and zipper in. So we need uh, to do a rebranding campaign for the zipper method. Uh, you're in marketing. Uh, how, how can we do that? That's This is a fun one. Uh, first, you're absolutely right. I think it's like one of those... Uh, like I got to own everybody else. Like it's, I don't want anyone else to get there ahead of me. Like mm-hmm. I'm willing to wait 20 more minutes as long as nobody else gets there faster than me, which is like mm-hmm. a weird oh, the worst. bug in human psychology. It's, it's, it's something too about like, not like you'll, you'll be second to last as long as you're not last. Right. Like and I'm willing are... to wait, mm-hmm. like make my life significantly worse to like be one notch above you because mm-hmm. you're worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so campaigning, you know, I think the the signs that give you destination arrival times are pretty powerful. And so you could say, just put up something that said delay using single lane, seven minutes delay using zipper merge or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. three minutes, right? So like mm-hmm. you can say, all right, your choice, everybody. But, because That's we do need to normalize one. it. Yeah, and I think it starts with, and uh, I've seen this occasionally, like on... Like if, if you're on I-70 uh, East and you're heading to St. Louis and they've got one lane closed for, you know, a couple of miles and they're doing a big project, it will say 
um, use both lanes until you reach construction. There'll be a sign that says that. We just need more of those signs that say, big signs when construction's going on that say, zipper, use zipper. It's faster for everyone if you zipper. Don't merge until you're, you have to at the very end. And I think if, because I know that there's people, there's smart people, people I am friends with who truly believe that it's slower to zipper. The zipper slows things down. And I just think we need to educate people on it. Yeah, I, I've, I've one time I was driving, someone drove in the middle of two lanes to mm-hmm. not allow to, people yeah. to zipper. And I think there needs to be, uh, like, I am an American, but maybe we should have, like, a, a separate jail for those people. I don't know. <laughs> and just get them off the road. Send maybe them to Gitmo. It. Zip, zip it or ticket. And if you're one of those people, you're in jail. For- yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a bleeding heart type, but there are some crimes, like, double blocking a lane that I'm willing yeah, to just throw like the book at them. That's like something that uh, if you've ever watched the show, the good place, that's something that someone would go to the bad place for. That's like negative <laughs> a million points right there. Mm-hmm. But Danny, I'm glad you got the, uh, the chair, uh, or of parking and transportation commission to agree with you on the zipper method. Now you can tell all your friends that you argue with to, to listen to him say that. Don't yeah. mention that we only have governance over city streets and have nothing to do with highways. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. We'll leave that part of, out. Yeah. Um, speaking of governance over city streets, um, Ward Parkway, th- that that doesn't fall under your jurisdiction, does it? Is that under the park's jurisdiction, and that's why uh, you know it's different and it has different rules than other streets? It is. It's very complicated. So technically, the Public Works Department manages all the street improvements and maintenance. Uh, the Parks Department, when it's a boulevard or parkway, has additional requirements uh, and review on streets. Mm-hmm. Um, and there may be design guidelines tied to those. Um, so the design of the street has to do with going back to the original city beautiful plan uh-huh. and development is sort of George impacted Kessler. by that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and our commission wouldn't advise over that street. No. Okay. So, okay. Well, there goes one of my pitches. Cause I was going to well, pitch. Well, uh, I still want to hear your, yeah, idea. I mean, well, let's, let's hear it. Just, I think, I, I think, um, every light except um, 75th Street on Ward Parkway should be a traffic circle um, similar to Meyer. And I know, and I was talking to a friend who's like a traffic engineer, and he says that actually that traffic circle uh, is, is kind of a pain in the ass, and there's a lot of accidents caused by that because people think it's a roundabout. And once they hit the second time, they just go without yielding, and there should be more yield signs there. But I, I just wish that... Like 59th Street, 55th Street, 63rd, uh, 79th were, were traffic circles as opposed to lights. That's yeah. my plan. The intuitive person would think it was a roundabout. I, I kind of agree with that. Like I only know it's uh, it's a traffic circle from experience, right? Like if I was yeah. not from here, I'd be very confused. Yeah, um, exactly. I think the challenge with that street is uh, that it's already kind of an expressway and it's yeah. the design. I mean, if you have an unimpeded design, you're just going to have like through fair traffic and it's going to be uninhabitable for all of the people that live along it and use it for recreational purposes. Yeah. I, I, I do a poor job of considering the, uh, like all I think about is efficiency in streets. <laughs> and I do a poor job of thinking about the other things, like you said, like, like the pedestrians and, 
like not making it a freeway. Um, and I need, and I need to do better at that because I just sit there like, for example, uh, maybe you can make this happen. I think all lights, uh, after basically midnight or during the weekday after 11 PM should be blinking red one way and blinking yellow on the main street. Um, I don't think you need to have timed lights uh, that late at night because I hate sitting at lights when it's you know midnight and there's not a single car on the road. That is brilliant. So brilliant that we did that downtown. But oh. not in the crossroads. Oh, really? Well, we can we can look at that. Let's there's make- certain thoroughfares. If you're talking about Broadway, maybe that's got a, a light synchronization system mm-hmm. on it. Um, Grand has some equipment for bus priority that might interfere. But where we don't have those complications, we've gone to faraway stops for the most part uh, late yeah. at night. That's and also inconvenience. What about that 43rd Street, Westport Road, Southwest Trafficway monstrosity? Mm, let's talk that, about that it. Is. Do we blow it up? Do we, <laughs> like, a, like an old bridge, do we just blow it up? Or do we build a bridge there? I, I don't know. Yeah, I could see some like traffic engineers saying, like, what we need is an overpass for that thing. We're just going to build a giant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I think a massive traffic, a massive roundabout could work at, at some in some capacity. Like they have those huge roundabouts in, in uh, you know, like other countries that are that are like eight different directions coming into one roundabout. And those seem to work pretty well. Uh, what about just a massive roundabout there? I think that'd be a, I mean, that'd be interesting. I'd always want to think about how you would cross that on foot as a if pedestrian. You, if you're trying to go over yeah. to, you know, like those are a nightmare. But if you made it, I mean, some of the, you know, Europe seems to find a way to do it. Like the Arc de Triomphe is in the middle of a traffic sewer, right? In a giant tra- yeah. traffic circle. So, uh, you know, if we did like a monument or a destination or a park in the middle um, and made it more pristine i think mm-hmm. i mean i anything's better than what's there right now that that whole it's, situation it's extremely dangerous too if you're heading west on 43rd street and you get past the traffic way and then you have to get on to westport road and it's backed up on westport road coming east it's an extremely dangerous turn out of or trying to get onto that onto that road and then people mm-hmm. try to get into the middle so they're queued for it so they're just mm-hmm. hanging out into traffic and it's just a yeah, it's a it's a mess. So that we'll work on that, Matt. Let, yeah. Let's maybe we could start a a, a task force or something. I'd love to be a part of it. Yeah, maybe if we just DNX all the land south of Longview Lake and all the undeveloped land in the north, and then that that particular traffic circle. Just give <laughs> okay. it. Okay, no, but I but it, I like the idea we'll of putting give it to you because yeah. that park that park that sits there is kind of it's kind of a little gross and. Uh, or in the triangle. Yeah. I think there's some potential there and I think it would help maybe some of those businesses around there, like in that mattress firm strip mall and, uh, you know, by the wagon, move the wagon to the middle of it. Hell, there's an idea right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely, you can tell that's the end of vibrant Westport, right? Like you've hit a wall. Now you're in a traffic nightmare. No more mm-hmm. joy for you. Like, and there's a mattress not, firm right, right there. I mean, if you need a, <laughs> to sleep after your, you know, exhausting endeavor through the intersection. Mm-hmm. That's, and that uh, man, does that, it's got, it's just loaded with potholes right now. It's, it's a mess. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of potholes, uh, just 
want to let you know, Patrick Mahomes wants to drive his Ferrari around more often, but he's worried about the potholes. So just make sure you say something. We got to keep him happy, right? Yeah, I th- you know, but I feel like I don't want to get lazy, <laughs> but I feel like he's made some some pretty substantial commitments. Like I think maybe he's he's in. Yeah, uh, that's true. true. But you know, he's he's one that can make any movement popular. So if he's willing to get on board with the uh, stop our uncontrolled growth thing, we would have a lot more money to take care of the roads we already have. <laughs> so, it always goes back to that for you, Matt. Yeah, exactly. I'm just trying to be on theme here. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Uh, as we run out of time here, um, tell us about a, uh, a project that you're really excited about that, that most people don't know about. I know there's a lot going on with uh, making roads um, more bike friendly and pedestrian friendly. Uh, what's a project that um, is coming up in the future that uh, you're really excited about? Oh, man. Good question. Um, hmm. You know, I... I think I, I get excited for the big, sexy projects. Obviously I worked on the streetcar. Yeah. That's what so, I'm hoping for. I'm hoping um, for a big, sexy one. I might let you down though with this answer. I, <laughs> I'll try to come up with one, but in the meantime, I'll say I'm just excited with the, that we're trying stuff. We're making incremental progress on a lot of things. Uh, we're building out a bike network where you could like be relatively uncomfortable and unfamiliar with cycling and still feel safe on our streets, which is really, you know, we're not building bike infrastructure or scooter infrastructure for, like the like red up racer dude, we're doing it for the mom and you know, the families to feel safe moving around, which changes the way you experience the city. So we're doing some cool stuff on Gillum and armor. I know some of that's controversial. It's people's, you know, had their cheese moved and got a little uncomfortable with uh, sight lines and it's growing pains and trying things. But I'm excited just about the fact that we're willing to take a risk because our city has a culture of just, uh, hating everything and not having the courage to go forward. And it's especially true with the city and I don't blame them. Right. Like you go try something, everyone hates it. You got to tear it out. Change is hard. Um, so I'm excited we're doing that stuff. I'm excited we're expanding streetcar. Um, so that's a big one. Yeah. I've seen the Gillum, the Gillum, uh, the new bike lanes there and they look pretty legit. Um, same with, same with the armor one. So, um, that's, that's exciting. And if I, if I, speaking of working up the courage to change, if I ever got the courage to, to ride a bike around, um, I would take advantage of that. But well, if you I want to feel that. like a Superman, get one of those e-bikes. You can get uh, their mm. checkoutable like the scooters are. Just yeah. get the app. They will make you feel invincible because they're just like a bike. Nobody really can tell the difference, but like once you start pedaling, it just kicks in and assists you. Oh, sweet. And you don't have to work very hard, and you're just cruising along. So no matter your fitness level matter if you're going uphill it's kind of like a little motorcycle uh, all right it's pretty awesome i'll give it a try all right perfect we'll uh we'll end it there uh matt thanks so much for joining us we really appreciate it thank you gentlemen i appreciate your interest and uh for hanging out with me for a bit all right thanks to matt for joining us um we got a lot of our off our chests got to talk mm-hmm. intersections street cars really fun interview I could have gone for another hour at least. Um, I was talking to some friends like before we recorded that interview and we, we found ourselves, we were just chatting about traffic and, and like particular stoplights that we hated and different things. Uh, as two friends that share a similar passion about Kansas city traffic as I do. And again, we talked about it forever. Um, so I could have gone longer, but I appreciate Matt putting up with me and kind of, uh, half ignoring me, but half taking some of mm-hmm. my suggestions and, uh, 
you know, maybe maybe we'll get something pushed through. Maybe we'll get, you know, some some changes that yeah. I want to see. Yeah. Just put me in charge of traffic. Just do it. Um so uh biggest takeaway though, uh Matt is team zipper merge all the way. From the so, mountaintops. Uh again, Matt is the uh he's the chair of parking and transportation commission in Kansas City, and he says Zipper merge. Zipper people. Zipper. Zipper. Zipper, zipper it up. Zip it up. Yes. Zip it up, Kansas City. So <laughs> zip let's it up, do it. Kansas City. That's a fuck, dude, that's a Yeah, it can be about like public service announcement. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. So it can be about traffic and about like not being sexually lewd yeah. in public. Zip it up. Yeah. And Kansas maybe City. at Arrowhead, you know, finish the job. Zip zip it up after zip you it pee. Up. FGP, zip it up. Uh, so thanks to, to Matt for joining us. Um, we're going to keep talking streets. Mm-hmm. Right into the deets on the streets, uh, where Danny combines his passion for history and traffic all into one segment, deets on the streets. Here's the details on what street today. Um, so I had a baby this week, uh-huh. um, and normally I have to do a fair amount of research for this segment. Uh, as far as who is a street named after, um, That's I'm like, going to chalk is it that up. Like, is that like two tabs of research? At least, dude. <laughs> at least. I'm like looking at indexes and sources. I'm clicking on sources on Wikipedia. Bro. Okay. That's deep. Um, so this week, I didn't do that. Um, so Southwest Traffic Way. You just want to talk about your favorite street in the city. Um, Southwest Traffic Way is a traffic way that runs south and west. From downtown, so um, properly named street. I like that. So that is the deets on the streets. That's Southwest Traffic Way there. Um, so I got. I didn't want to do any I, research I was, this week. Damn, I, I was ready. I was like, I was honestly. I've been looking at that. Like, I wonder who that is named after. Like, I don't know. Jim, Ricky, Ricky Ricky Southwest. Southwest. You know, I I didn't know, but uh, all right. Actually, it's named after. <laughs> Ricky traffic way. <laughs> no, I just didn't feel like doing the research this week and I'm blaming right. it on James. The first of several things I will blame. Oh, on my newborn that's an child. Excrace, great excuse maker. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's beautiful. I mean, uh, yeah. Pooping, anything, anything. I mean now like you don't have to say you have diarrhea. Yeah. My, my kid just had a blowout. Got to go change the diaper. Yeah. Oh, I, um, I don't have any, anything planned for dinner. So I just texted mom and I said, Hey, what are you having for dinner? Just, can you make me some more of what you're making? Oh, James. She said, of course. Yes, of course. Um, wow. That is a superpower. You now yield. Yeah. And especially with other kids. Um, all right. Uh, so that's the deets on the streets. Southwest traffic way runs South and West. That's why it's called. It's a nice diagonal. That's why I love it. Beautiful diagonal. All right. Um, all right. So now let's, let's get mad. Let's complain. Um, Danny, you're up. Complain. Uh, nothing. <laughs> Not complaining. I uh, Cloud nine over here. Yeah, I've got um, absolutely nothing to complain about this week. Uh, the Everything went perfectly according to plan with the baby. Um, no complications whatsoever. Everyone is healthy. Um, baby is home. And everything is just perfect. So... I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a pass this week. Okay. All right. Thank you for yielding your. Do you yield your? I yield time? my time. Okay. So I, I get extra time. time. Okay. Um, here it is, folks. Every year you're gonna hear about it. I'm the fantasy football 
uh, commissioner of my league. And I mean, that's just like, I'd rather be sentenced to life on Alcatraz. Uh, just, but I love it. Yes. It's, but you know, George Brett, he loved pine tar. That's why he put so much on his back. And it led to a lot of anger and frustration. And sometimes that happens with the fantasy football league being the commissioner, like people getting locked out of their account. <laughs> like, Hey, it's 15 minutes to the draft. Kevin, I'm locked out of my account. What can you do for me? Fuck. I don't know. I'm not ESPN. Try resetting your password. I don't know your password. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that was, and and then just, um, you know, just everything I say is met with confrontation. Like, yep. you know, Oh, this is how this is going to be done. Well, why not this? Or, you know, I'm, I'm changing this this year or we're not going to vote on it. Or like just any action that I do is, is met with that. And just hoping that the draft goes smoothly. Mm-hmm. And then once it does crack the brewskis and everything's all right. But I drafted from the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> pro move there. That was a first, pro move. My first, uh, my first, uh, uh, challenge of dad multitasking. Mm-hmm. Checked that off my list. Drafted with brand new four-hour-old <laughs> James in my arms, just just yeah, bossing it. I'm like, hey, I mean, if you if you and if you win this year and get oh, your yeah. name on the the Mama Lou Cup, yeah. you're gonna be like telling James that story forever. It was like, James's idea was, to draft um, David Montgomery. So <laughs> when David Montgomery sucks this year. Blame James. Blame James because I know he's going to suck. I don't even know what was going through my mind when I drafted him, but he's going to suck, so I'm blaming James. I drafted Adrian Peterson this year, so some things never change. Uh, at least I didn't draft Frank Gore this year, who was on my big board. But Dude, uh, I saw something. He's going to get more carries than Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> I will eat that article up. Hell yes. Uh, but, yeah, being the commissioner of a fantasy football league, if you do it, organizing the draft – this was probably actually my my least painful year, I would say so far. Um, but that's probably due to the pandemic. No one has expectations. Yep. So yep. Uh, it'll be back on next year. But all right, uh, let's keep talking a little fantasy football uh, with our our mixed plate of fantasy football guys. Fantasy football guys. So you got these guys in your league. You know them. You've played with them before. You love them. You hate or them. Or gals. Or gals, uh, but here they are, the mixed plate of fantasy yeah, football Yeah, it's love them or hate them. Players. It's love them or hate them. Mm-hmm. It's not the worst fantasy football guys, although my list is basically the worst fantasy football yeah. guys. It's You remember the worst guys, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, um, so, so we're episode you're, 71. You're up. All right. Um, this is one of my favorite guys. So I'm taking, I'm staying positive first. Okay. Um, and then, and then I'll go negative. But this is one of my favorite guys. Cause I just I just crack up at him every time. It's the guy who like spends money on a draft preview or on like spends money on a uh, mm-hmm. on a draft guide. Yeah. Um, and then and then inevitably ends up sucking. But like he's the only one in the league that spent like twenty nine ninety nine on a, mm-hmm. on a pro football focused draft guide or a Roto World draft guide or something like that. And he comes yep. in. He's got his paid subscription draft guide and. Uh, and everyone basically has the exact same information for free. Yeah, six ten used to do like a fantasy uh, football draft, like uh, not conference, but you bought a ticket and went to like a big oh, theater. Oh yeah, and like oh, I, I don't know, like Jay Binkley and I think uh, 
Ben, um, who does all oh, ben, Heisler. ben Heisler and all those guys did it. I was like, what's that room smell like? <laughs> I mean, those are some guys, guys, guys who are just coming in. They've got uh, a cutoff, uh, a cutoff on that. They cut themselves <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, cargo shorts that are past their knees for mm-hmm. sure. Yep. And yep. they stink and they're sweating and mm-hmm. farting. But and, the guy who spends money on his draft guide, I love that guy because I just love kind of making fun of him. Yeah, uh, that's good. Uh, I, I'm going to go um, with the um, meet number one. My meet number one here. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, – I'm talking – I focused a lot on drafts. I'm going with the all chalk guy. Okay. So the guy who just picks the top player available mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. ESPN draft. Lame. And he picks the top person just about every single time. And then, so then when the projections come out, they have the number one team. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, that's just because you did exactly what ESPN wanted to. So yeah. don't go brag about your team because ESPN likes the team that they told you to pick. Mm-hmm. Like, so the old shot guy who just picks the, the top player every single time, one of my least favorite. Okay. This guy is my least favorite. My meet number two, my least favorite guy in a draft is the guy who says, I was going to pick that guy <laughs> after everyone, after every single pick. There's Can we just change this to draft? <laughs> like all mine are draft. Mine are pretty much all draft. Okay. Let's just, yeah. But, okay. but um, the guy who was like, because it's, because it is fantasy football draft season and that's why yeah. I picked this topic. Yeah. But the guy who is like, Oh, I was going to pick that guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is such a good pick. Cause, cause I was going to pick him and, I want to, you know, reaffirm myself that I'm smart because I'm saying out loud that I was going to pick that guy that you just picked. So I'm telling everyone in the room that I'm super smart because you picked him, even though I was definitely going to pick him next. Oh, I was going to pick that guy. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, every, that that guy is all over the draft board. He, 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 he's you all You can pick everywhere. a sleeper and, and the guy, oh, I was going to pick. You knew he was going to be a sleeper too. Oh, dude. Yeah. I was hoping uh, he'd hold out. <laughs> All right. My meet number two. Uh, this guy, I'm saying positive. I love this guy. Um, he's he's my favorite guy to watch draft. It's the it's the homer. The guy oh, who drafts yeah. all all people from his favorite team. No matter <laughs> what team that is. Like I have a we have the league with a, a Patriots fan, and he's gonna try to draft Tom and Gronk every mm-hmm. year. Uh, you know, the Chiefs fans who are who are gonna draft Chiefs players way, way higher mm-hmm. than they should. I love that. Yeah. You're just like, well, I want to root for my guy extra hard on Sundays. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna root for him to win the game. I'm gonna root for him to win my fantasy team. I love him so much. I'm gonna double root for him, maybe triple root for him because I have him in three leagues. So <laughs> yeah. I'm triple rooting hard for you, dude. Yeah, that's a good guy. Um, all right, my me my side number one. Uh, for mixed plate of fantasy football guys, guys. Um, I'm going to go with, um, mm, I'm going to, this is a guy I hate. Takes the full amount of time on every pick. <laughs> if you have like two minutes or three minutes or 45 seconds or a, however, a minute is perfect. However long if you have more you than have, a minute, however ugh. long you have in between picks, there's always one guy who takes the full amount of time Every single pick, and he just drives you nuts. And uh, that guy, I hate that guy. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the 15th round. Yeah. 
It's like, like digging Jesus for a sleeper. Christ, come he's reading on. four articles about like who are the top sleepers. Oh man, yeah, that's brutal. Um, I, I'm gonna go with the uh, this this guy's new now. This guy's new, a newer guy uh-huh. who has emerged over the past couple years. Um, it's listen to every podcast guy. Yeah, there's the podcast guy now. So you've got the guys who get the magazine guys. Yeah. That's his or cousin. Or the subscription service. The podcast guy who has just been listening to hours and hours of fantasy football gurus farting into microphones. Yeah. And and developed all of their opinions off of that. Mm-hmm. And then are like, heard it on my podcast. Let me tell you a fact about it, too. Mm-hmm. Here, it's coming at you. Uh, my favorite was Jack was that guy. He was podcast guy. Jack and Ritz. He he accidentally uh, took too long on like three picks because he was like, <laughs> I don't know if he was like trying to go back and listen, listen to, the to the podcast and figure out like, because he was like, oh man, I listened to like 30 hours of podcast about this and then uh, took too long on three picks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It that's great. Beautiful. All right. My side number two is um, I'm going to go with, this is a guy I, I, I hate because Okay, listen. Fantasy football is stupid. Mm-hmm. It's stupid, but I love it. And like all the guys we've been talking about who take it too seriously, like I respect that because I know how dumb fantasy football is, and I know how dumb I am for caring about it. Just be self-aware, but and I you can care, care extra hard. It. Yeah. So I hate the guys who don't take it seriously enough. Mm, the guys who don't care yeah. and who who are just in the league for the social aspect. And it's like. Bro, dude, you don't even care about this draft. Take it seriously. It's so stupid, but it's something so stupid. And collectively, the 12 of us have decided that we're going to care about this really stupid Mm -hmm. thing. So just care about it. Take it a little more seriously, dude. And so even though I know that guy's right, the guy who doesn't take it too seriously Mm -hmm. is the correct one and the only sane person in the entire draft, I get mad at that guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that guy's living life right, but for that three hours, dude, believe in this take stupid it serious. thing. Take believe, it serious. Believe in this incredibly stupid thing. Uh, especially as a commissioner, that's my biggest thing. I just want everyone to care. Yeah, and take it serious, and like, because that guy is probably the guy who like forgets to pay too. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, I'll just get you whenever. Like, why do I have to pay at the beginning of the season? I'll just pay at the end. Like, no, that's not how it works. Um, all right, side number two here. Oh man, um, this guy I don't like at all. He's he's the not funny team name guy. Oh. He's he, he's trying way too hard with his team name. So then throughout the draft, you have to keep repeating the name because you forget, and you're like, "Who's someone had a? Oh, I'm gonna make fun of them. They're in my league, and it's like Derek can't throw too far for Carr for Derek Carr. Like <laughs> what? Like, you didn't even use car. You just used something that rhymed with it? Like, what? And then you got to keep saying, like, who's the can't throw too far car? Who is that again? I can't remember who it is, but uh, I'm making fun of them, and that's fine. But if you're going to have a, a good team name, you can't miss. And then yeah. if you if your team name isn't funny, and then I just have to keep repeating it, I just hate, I hate that. I think the whole team name, I don't know when it started, but having the pun in the team name... I think it's played. I think it's a little played. I don't change my team name. Yeah, I haven't changed my team name in a long time. And so 
even though my puns are very dumb mm-hmm. and not funny, it's okay because I haven't put any effort into it in the last six years. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't do puns in my names, um, and I, I don't change it. So then that way, I, everyone knows who who's me in the league yeah. every year. Mm-hmm. People change their li- name every year, and I'm like, I don't even know who you are because for some it's reason, be really good. For some reason, fantasy football websites refuse to display anything other than the team name. And you can't find out yeah, like, who, the, who the owner is of that mm-hmm. team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I left off uh, the guy who can't figure out the technology. We yeah. Already talked about. We talked about him. Um, the makes a big deal out of every pick. Mm-hmm. Just as like, Oh guys, do you guys like that pick? What do you think mm-hmm. about that pick? Like gets way too hyped about it. Um, we had, we used to do live drafts. So it had, to, it was, in person, you had to I'm, be in I'm person, and uh, and it was there was the guy who would always pick someone who'd already been picked. Oh yeah, that so, because sucks. it's not on a computer, and that guy's yeah. That guy sucks. Um, what about the uh, way way too into rookies guy? <laughs> yeah, love that guy. What about the guy who gets too drunk? Oh yeah, at the draft, yeah. mm-hmm. or the guy who leaves early because he's got some other plans. It's like again, take this seriously. Mm-hmm. Stay for the whole draft, bro. What about uh, guy who's way concerned about the bye weeks? Yeah. Fuck that guy. That should have been my number one pick. Who cares like about bye weeks? Like they get into round five and they're like, three of my guys have the same bye week. Oh, my season's over. Oh. Yeah. Who fucking cares about bye weeks? Everything's going to get mixed up with injuries yeah. and everything, anyways. A guy who scares me is the silent assassin. <laughs> the guy who's just in the corner. He's not saying anything. He's not bragging about his picks. He's he's, he's doing just, a mock draft simultaneously yeah, to the actual yeah, draft. He's running a mock draft. He's got six monitors. Yeah. He's listening to uh, one podcast in one ear, another one in the other. But he's not like necessarily over. He's just a silent assassin. Yeah. It's just like, what is he doing over there? Um, yeah, and uh, and then of course. Uh, the in my other league guy. Oh, the God. the. Oh, I, I got that guy in my other league. It's a great pick. He's yeah. in my other league. I got him. I'm in another league, but I got that guy there in that other league. Like, who cares? <laughs> I have the commissioner who makes too many rule changes. Oh, as a guy. Well, I just don't tell you guys about him. I just make him in my favor after I draft and see how my team looks. So, yeah. uh, but thought. it's it's draft season. It's fantasy draft season, and it's football is here. The Chiefs are going to be playing this week. We're going to be talking about the game next week. It's a beautiful thing. Um, I will finally record a podcast in California next mm-hmm. week. This is the last one here in Kansas City. Um, also, um, we didn't get nominated for Best Local Podcast. I don't know how. We're the defending champs. I don't know how. I got to put in a call to Adam Carey because I didn't know you could buy advertisements like I, when I went to nominate us, uh, there was some other podcast not like advertising. Oh yeah, I saw that for best local podcast yeah, right BS. there. I I didn't get I didn't hear about that entry. Swear and to we're God, we're flush with cash. Yeah, and and then I I mean whatever, it's stupid. But we won best local podcast in Kansas City Magazine. Yeah, that means something. That actually means that something. matters. The pitch downhill. It's this gone completely yeah. downhill since we interviewed them last year. Yeah, uh, but Kansas City Magazine, that's on the rise. Mm-hmm. That, Everyone they knows know it. People are up. talking about People it. People are talking about it. So, uh, but we still appreciate you guys' support. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, be sure to um, you know give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. 
stateyourline.com, at stateyourline on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'll see you around Kansas City.